Okay, let us begin our metta recital. May all beings be happy and secure. May all beings have happy minds. Whatever living beings there may be, without exception, weak or strong, long, large, medium, short, subtle or gross, visible or invisible, living near or far, born or coming to birth, may all beings have happy minds. Let no one deceive another, nor despise anyone anywhere, neither from anger nor ill will, should anyone wish harm from another. As a mother wishes her own life to protect her only child, even so towards all living beings, one should cultivate a boundless heart, one should cultivate all the world, a heart of boundless loving friendliness, above, below, and all around, unobstructed, without hate or resentment, whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down, or whenever awake, one should develop this mindfulness. This is called divinely dwelling here, not falling into erroneous views, but virtues in endowed recognition, removing desires for sensual pleasure. One comes here again to birth in the womb. Would somebody turn off the light? As we mentioned earlier, this uh, soothing, comforting thoughts, we begin our practice. If you remember the wording of the recitals, that would help you to repeat them whenever there are some thought related to irritation, resentment, or anger. In this recital, we not only we do not deceive others, but we wish others not deceiving others. So we can see we want us to be free from deception and also wish others to be free from deception. You can see how far this thought of metta goes. Not only us to be peaceful, 
but we also want the rest of the all living beings in the universe be peaceful. This sounds very ideological, impractical thought. But friends, we can have a thought of metta. Not that we are going to eliminate suffering in the world, which is virtually humanly impossible. But we have the power to develop this thought. Is sometimes can be called wishful thinking. That is exactly what we want, what we want to wish. This wish of metta generates peace in our own minds. We cannot create metta in others' minds, but we can wish others to have metta in their minds. We cannot eliminate wars, crimes, atrocities, discriminations, and so forth. We cannot eliminate them. Nobody has ever done, nobody will ever do in future. But we can wish this thought develop in our mind. We can abstain from being cruel, abstain from committing crimes. We may commit crimes in our mind. We can have thought of cruelty in our mind. We can have anger in our minds. These are the negative mental states we take care of when we practice metta. Whoever practices metta is the one who benefits, not those who do not practice. So we practice in reality to have peace in our own mind. We practice metta. When we practice metta, we nourish it, cultivate it, repeat it again and again. Only then can we see its benefit. We experience the benefit. Only individuals like Buddhas can have the fullest 
meaning, benefit of metta. Though we have not achieved the state, we are getting there. We are aiming there. We also want to be free from negative mental states. The whole purpose of meditation is that to make the mind free from negativity. This is one aspect of meditation practice. Only those who practice it can see how they feel comfortable. So by all means we try to cultivate it. It is this metta thought that we have to cultivate and nourish and support, sustain, maintain, just like a mother who protects her only child. Our child is this metta thought. We are mothers of this metta thought and we nourish, support, cultivate this metta thought even at the risk of our life. Practicing metta is not very easy in cruel society and yet we want to sustain it, support it, support it and hold on to it. Not clinging to it, but developing it, cultivating it. Metta is not in itself unconditional, but the practice is unconditional. Metta is not conditional because it is mentally created. That which is mentally created is subject to change, subject to conditions, and therefore it is conditional. But our practice should not be conditional. We should not practice metta with expecting some reciprocal treatment. This is not an exchange with something, not expecting anything in return from anybody when we practice metta. We even don't expect the world to treat us gently and kindly sometimes. When we practice metta, we may be subject to intimidation. And yet, we should not give up the practice 
because eventually we benefit from it. Those who do not respect and practice it may not be benefited. For our own personal benefit, we practice metta, protect this, protect this metta child, just like mother protects her only child. In reality, we cannot go around the world protecting anybody from anything. Not only mothers, but fathers as well cannot protect anybody anywhere in the world from their own greed, hatred and delusion. So the thought of metta should be protected, cultivated, nourished, just like mother protects her only child. With these metta thoughts, seeing its loftiness, this altruistic practice, we continue our meditation Metta is supporting our any other aspect of meditation. So we take few deep breaths to notice the sensation of breath. The breath itself is a form Though we cannot see it, in it there is elements, hardness and softness in the breath. Hardness and softness are the characteristic of earth element. When we breathe in and out, we feel the breath that is also part of our experience. In this experience, we notice sometimes moisture, sometimes dryness, Moisture or dryness are the characteristic of water element. When there is moisture, it is we feel it. When there is less moisture, we feel dryness. That belongs to water element. We experience warmth in the breath. 
or coolness in the breath. These are the characteristics of heat element. We've experienced motion, movement of breath in and out. The movement or motion is the characteristic of air element. So we can see in the breath, in the most subtle way, earth element, water element, fire elements and air elements. We just experience them. They are inseparably in the breath. They are changing as we breathe in and out. Sometimes we feel warm in the breath. Sometimes we feel coolness in the breath. Sometimes we feel hardness of the breath. Sometimes it is very subtle and soft. And this vary from moment to moment. This varying, changing is very natural thing that happens all the time. Only we have to pay mindful attention to notice them. Otherwise, we don't know what is there. Again, the breath is because of these characteristics of earth element, water element, air element and fire element. Breath is the form. Whichever these elements consist, whichever these elements are present, that is a form. We feel the breath, that is feeling, we may call aggregate. Mentally we perceive the breath that belongs to perception element, perception aggregate. We pay attention to the breath. Attention is formation elements or volitional formations element. And we are conscious of the breath. We consciously breathe in and out. That belong to consciousness aggregate. So in the breath we can see in the subtle way form, feeling, perception, thought and consciousness. Five aggregates. These are the things that are 
our objects of meditation, of mindfulness meditation. Mindfully we become aware of the form, mindfully we become aware of feelings, mindfully we become aware of perception, thoughts and consciousness. Only then we also notice something that they are always changing, moving, altering. Therefore they all are impermanent. We see impermanence in elements, and forms. Earth, water, air, fire elements are impermanent. Form, feeling, perception, thought and consciousness are impermanent. So we want to become fully aware of these impermanent aggregates Instead of mystifying meditation, Buddha gave us very tangible, solid, down-to-earth, realistic meditation technique. All other visualizing, fantasizing, daydreaming are not the part of insight meditation. So friends, we are made up of these elements and aggregates. They are the ones that change all the time. And within them this life exists. When they completely exhaust their existing power, their vitality, then this life comes to an end. The form elements in this body exhaust their potential, their power, wearing out very slowly every nanosecond inside, everything is changing. And one day they exhaust their potential, their power to keep this body alive, then we end this life. This is the truth of existence. 
Everything else we adopted, acquired, built into this existence. As we breathe in, we notice the breath changing. As we breathe out, it changes. Along with these changes, all the aggregates change. Form changes, feeling changes, perception changes, thoughts changes, consciousness changes. Attention flows with changing moment. Feeling changes. Perception, thought, and so on. Constantly they are changing. We cannot stop them, nor can we manipulate. We cannot accelerate one over the other, they constantly change. <clears throat> when we pay mindful attention, the attention without greed, hatred and delusion, pure and bare attention, we can see this. Whenever we get involved in biases and prejudices, using I, we, they, and so on, then we miss the boat. We don't see then the changes. Without getting I involved, just pay pure, clean, bear attention to experiences. With these few advice, words of advice, I stop, you continue your practice, those who have signed up for interviews, please go to the Sangha Hall. Others continue their practice.